0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Newsgram. Recently, my daughter and her husband took a trip overseas to the United Kingdom. And in her travels through Scotland, Edinburgh to be specific, she visited one of the castles. Because you have to, right? There was a room in there that sold ancestral name products, licensed heraldic certificates that show your family's coat of arms. Now, a quick backstory. I once submitted a cheek sample on one of those websites, you know, to trace your DNA. And the results showed that my ancestors came from that region. So when she found that coat of arms with a full description of our family name, it was really cool. It felt like a puzzle piece from the past, clicking together and I found it pretty exciting. I can see now why people become obsessed with genealogy. It's a booming industry and it's a lot of fun. It kind of feels like time travel in a way. But this is going to seem pretty deep, but there's more to it than meets the eye. There's an inner peace that comes from knowing who you are and where you came from.
1: How do we go from all of the hate and the anger and the fear that we're exposed to daily into achieving an inner peace?
0: That was Mario Kartaya and he has a really nice way of putting things. Inner peace begins with an understanding of who you are and where you came
1: from. Coming to terms with who you really are and then trying to find that peace within us that we all need so much.
0: In an effort to reclaim his forgotten Cuban childhood and his original identity, he did some digging into his own past. The results are in his new book, Journey Back Into The Vault, in search of my faded Cuban childhood footprints. When he was nine years old, he was forced to flee his home country with his parents and older brother in a pretty dramatic way.
1: The head of the Cuban Nationalization Program of American Properties, putting a gun to my dad's head, demanding his books. My dad did comply eventually, and that forced us to leave the island when Guevara told them your future safety in this country is no longer guaranteed.
0: When you're forced to leave your country in this way, you have to leave everything behind.
1: Your aunts, your uncles, your friends, your acquaintances, everything. We just never got to say goodbye. The 1960s, if you remember, was the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was a time of the Bay of Pigs invasion. It was a time of many, many things that happened. There was no communication between us and Cuba. So they died and we only found out through Western Union telegraphs that would tell us your grandfather died, your uncle died.
0: I can't imagine the culture shock of coming to America from Cuba in the early 1960s. I guess one of the cool things would be the fact that he was very young and he didn't have to be concerned with the politics that were involved at the time. You get to just try and fit in as an American kid, play some baseball, have a hot dog, make some new friends,
1: and learn why we call it soccer. It was wonderful. Becoming an American was easy. However, that vault that I built to protect me from all those painful and relevant memories will come to play a few years later.
0: Yep, at some point in the growing up process, we're all forced to breach that vault where we've stored all those painful memories from the past and to see if maybe enough time has gone by to have another look. For some of us, it happens naturally. And for others, you have to crack open your own unconscious vault and retrieve the buried memories to better examine them with the wisdom that comes from growing older. For Mario, he chose to head back to
1: Cuba. I was hoping that the stimulus of going to the buildings, the places where I lived, would remind me. However, what that stimulus did was it took me inside a place inside myself where all those memories lived i had never lost those memories that i thought i had forgotten i just stopped myself from remembering i protected myself from remembering in the subconscious vault that we all built and what i realized is that as the memories return, the demons of long ago belonged long ago And the more that I open myself to going inside that vault and discovering who I really am, it's not who I was, it's who I am. Because all those memories that lurk inside ourselves is really a part of you and they've made you.
0: That's right, he couldn't blame his father for doing what was best for his family. Do you blame the Castro regime for the forced exile? Or do you look for the positive memories, the things that you can be grateful for? They're all there. Sometimes you just need to be willing to look. Here's a great example.
1: My mother, unfortunately, passed away. And I was going through her items, and there's a box with a letter from her saying, these are for you. And among the things that I found in there was a pocket watch that my grandfather used to own. I just found it. And the moment that I saw that watch, I remembered it because I was on a school play in kindergarten where I played an elderly watchmaker. My parents were dressing me up as an old man for that school play. My grandfather said to me, here, you cannot be an old man without a pocket watch. And so he gave me this pocket watch. And here, after all these years, there it is in my hand. And all that I could feel was love, not fear, Love. there are no demons anymore it's beautiful and that love
0: is something that makes this story come alive the book is called journey back into the vault in search of my faded Cuban childhood footprints by Mario Kataya download a copy from amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and see if it inspires you to open up your own emotional vault who knows you might find it to be therapeutic And that will do it for this edition of Newsgram from webtalkradio.com.